I start? <laughs> it's gonna happen a lot of times because that's just Sabrina. Okay, okay. Holy shit, we're actually doing this. This is our podcast. I'm Sabrina. I'm Georgian. We're basically two best friends who met in college and are very far away from each other. So that's why... Maybe the audio sounds like a call because it basically is a call. call. This is basically what we do on a daily basis. We talk to each other, we rant to each other, and we just thought that maybe we can put it out there, some of our rants, because in the light of everything that is happening in the world, I cannot see anyone that is not pissed about, and especially young people and people that are born in this new generation we see so many things wrong with the world and we don't really know what to do about it and me and Sabrina are always talking about that and we just thought that we can put some words out there and hope to maybe change a little bit of the world you know yeah she yeah what my colleague Georgia just said <laughs> I love that you call me colleague this is so official now yeah colleague um yeah we're just really frustrated with that what's with what's going on with the world and we're narcissistic enough that we can record ourselves <laughs> talking about our rants and have people get angry with us because I that's like all I want is people to be angry I mean not not in a violent way like I don't want anything bad to happen speak your truth be loud and say what you want in this world we're just angry and narcissistic enough to start a podcast and, yeah, and being narcissistic um, is not such a bad thing, you know, it's, it, as long as you don't take to an extreme. It's important to have your self-worth. Because a lot of the people that even started to make an actual change in the world is people that were exactly how a lot of people around us and us are also feeling. We feel angry about the way that the world is around us. We feel like things have to change. We feel powerless because people in power, they just want to keep being in power and they just keep doing the same thing. So somehow we have to break through this whole system that suppresses and oppresses us and maybe a podcast is not going to do all that much but for us it's it's a way to put out there frustrations and maybe hopefully join a lot of people together because the only way that we can do this is joining all these other angry young people they're also wanting to do some change and they don't know how and our way that we found was just talking because we were good at this we're good at talking i guess yeah, so this is just a podcast of people who are just feeling helpless and hopeless. We're just college. I mean, Georgia just graduated from Penn State University, and she's going to go get her PhD now. And I'm still in college. So we're just like college students. We, we're we not so well educated on these things like many politicians and professors are who really study this every day. We're just people who feel real emotions, whose lives are being affected with all the things that are happening. Like, we're both women, and it hurts our feelings to know that these men and people who are in no condition to tell us what to do with our bodies are telling us what to do with our bodies. And we're sick and tired of it, and we don't know what to do and how make this like make a change that we can be heard. Our concerns are heard and accepted. And so one day we're just like, 
why not start a podcast where we can actually say our things? And this might just be like a whole like miss and a failure, but it doesn't matter to us because we want to know that at least we try to do something <clears throat> to alleviate this hopeless feeling we have of not being able to do anything. I'm going to say about the abortion thing because it's something that I always felt really strongly about even when I didn't have any political opinion at all when I was young, I always felt that people are entitled to their choices and taking away freedom from people, how can, you know, it's your body in a way, it's the thing that is most personal to you. Like it's your mind and your body and all your cells of the body, they're yours, they work for you and you're the one that has should be able to make a decision about that. So that's something that I was always felt really strongly about. And then now with all these laws that have been passed, I'm actually moving to Atlanta in Georgia. Um, you know, it's one of the states that passed the law that you can have an abortion after, what, six weeks, which we all as girls know that our period's been late. It's such a normal thing that you don't consider being pregnant until it's a bit more than that. And you're taking the choice away from people. And the thing that gets me most pissed off is that we live through history we've been as women been oppressed and underestimated throughout our whole lives not just my 21 years of life but all the generations that came before and we always fighting we always have been fighting to have a place in society that's just so easy for men to just being born and have and the fact that this is uh, is happening right now in the world it, it pisses me off a lot because it shouldn't be like we evolved a lot the generations we we got a lot of rights and the fact that they have the power to just with a pen just strip away our freedom like that that's something that shouldn't happen and that just happens because who who is in power right now you know who is there like where is the money at where is the power is it's with the men it's with people that don't need to think twice before those things they're not the one that carries the child they're not the ones that are going to have to suffer from the consequence of it for them it's signing a paper and they feel good about it and for the rest of the population they don't really care about it yeah i mean that was my turning point i do admit this when i was younger i was a pro-life i couldn't understand like why. a lot of people like a lot of people yeah yeah like a lot of people i couldn't understand why someone would kill a baby because that's the message they keep. You're killing yeah. a human, you're killing life, you're killing a baby. At six, six weeks, it's not a baby. It's, you can pee it out. That's, it, that's how it is. When you're pregnant and you're giving birth, you need 10 centimeters. When you're six weeks, you can pee it out with no problem. You need to be 10 centimeters dilated to be able to give birth to a baby after nine months. At six weeks, you can pee it out without anything being stretched. Yeah, so like, I, I saw the other day they were posting something on Twitter and it was like a picture of a newborn and then uh, it looked like, you know, oh, this is the, what you're killing. And there was the zoom in picture. That's the type of manipulation that they do with these abortion things because they're trying to get people to sympathize with the fetus. But then they show the actual picture. It was like a tiny little thing. It was the size of a penny. Yeah. I've seen, I don't know why I watch these videos, but I've seen like these pregnant videos for a really long time. It's just like a small little fruit. And then it takes months, not two months, because that's what six weeks is. Two months, well, a, a month and Even like, less than that, yeah. Six weeks, that's like a month and a couple and two weeks. I have periods that skip month. 
I, and for me, it's such a normal thing. For women, it's such a normal thing to be like, oh yeah, didn't have my period this month. Okay, that's fine. My period's irregular. It's a normal thing. And then after two months, you're like, okay, I need to go check a doctor. And then that's when you find out you're pregnant and you pass the deadline for the abortion. It's not like your body tells you immediately. Yeah, like who who are we to begin with to define what life is when when life begins okay i'm not going to be here and saying that life begins at conception or life begins when the baby is born we cannot say that because we don't really know exactly we don't even know how we even have a conscious mind how we even have have this whole subjective experience of living we don't even know how that comes to be you know there's uh, there's research on that but we don't know specifically how that comes to be so how can we so much assure that cells joined together in someone's belly it's a life it's more complicated than that so you cannot attain to that concept to base your argument we have to find an equilibrium because that's what the law is right now right that you cannot have an abortion after the baby can be can live on its own which for me makes sense because then you're actually killing a life because if you had put it out the baby will leave but the way that the the tissues evolve when the egg and the sperm gets fecunded, whatever, joined together. I like <laughs> technical terms, even though I should know about this. You know, it, it develops some tissues, cells dividing and then differentiated. And then in the end, everything gets so differentiated in a way that has a specific function. And then it becomes the human beings that we know. But in the beginning, the same tissue that is forming your skin is the same one that's forming your brain. So you're telling me that their life that you cannot distinguish between brain cells to skin cells is more worth it than the life of the mom that is carrying that. This is just purely and simply shame. All this movement is doing is just shaming women into being sexual beings. And that's the thing that's been going on for history. Women couldn't be couldn't like sex. You know, you had to wait before marriage. There's still some cultures to this day that put a towel on the marriage bed and the mother-in-law checks the next day to make sure there's blood on that towel so that it was really true that the wife was a virgin before the marriage and so it's just purely simply a shame of women it's even like okay but women has uh sex with six people six different people she's called a slut if a man has sex with six different girls he's just put on this pedestal Everyone is cheering for him. Everyone loves him. And it's just, you're just coming at two different ways. Two, it's the same people, this different gender are doing the same act. One is praised, the other one is dragged through the mud. And the only reason we're dragged through the mud is because we're women. And they don't want us to be the same thing as men or to enjoy the same thing as men. It's just them simply pushing us down controlling us in every single aspect they can. And it's gotten so bad that now they're controlling our body. We couldn't vote a couple years back. Now we can. So, okay, how can we control women more? Let's, you know what, let's uh, pay them less. So now we're getting paid less and we're revolting against that. They're getting upset. Okay, let's control their bodies because it's a life. We care about this life. No, you don't. You care about being morally correct 
you don't care about this life. Because, yes, no one wants to admit they'd kill a baby because who would kill an innocent life form that can't do anything? But you're not killing a baby and you're not protecting a life because the second that child is born, every single person disappears. Every single person just doesn't want to deal with the child anymore. Okay, what are some policies that your movement is advocating for in order to help this life that you are fighting for? And nothing. All they're concerned of is being the voice of the fetus. How about the thousands and millions of people that are on this earth that are voiceless? There are other issues that we need to take care of. How about the kids that are on foster care? not getting all the proper love and care they need? How about the children that are detention centers being raped, not being medicated well enough, dying of hunger, separated from their families? You care so much about life and family, but yet you sit silently knowing that these children are detained in unsuitable conditions away from their family. There's some that don't even recognize their parents once they meet up. You know what it costs? At an age, when you're a child, you learn who you can trust Mm -hmm. and it's like your support system. When you're ripped apart from your mom or dad at such a young age, you start thinking, I can't trust my mom. I can't trust my dad. They're not here for me. And so now this child is being brought up in this world thinking, I can't trust anyone but myself because at a young age, our government ripped that child away from his parents' hands when they were all they were seeking for is asylum. They just wanted a safe place to live. What happened to America in the American dream? You know, we're a country of immigrants because that's what we were built on. The the Europeans um, came to America and started colonizing it. But they came to the U.S., you know, made it their home, started killing Native American Indians because it is now their land and started killing the people who were actually living there here first, made it their own, and they're like, yeah, we're a country of immigrants. But we never were. We were a country of racism, of slavery, of sexism, and anti-immigrant. When we were building the railroads, we brought in Chinese immigrants to camp to come. They were treated as second class. The Irish that were coming were treated as second class. Since the beginning of America, once it started becoming America and becoming more civilized, every new person that came in started to be treated as a second class. And women, since the beginning of time, have been treated as second class. When the Greeks, they invented democracy. Who actually was in charge of the democracy? The rich, Athenians, Greek, men. Only them. If they owned the property, they could vote. Only the men. Those slaves, they didn't own a property, so they were slaves. They couldn't vote. The women, they couldn't vote. The children, they couldn't vote. Since the birth democracy, only rich men could vote. And this still That's happens what? to this day. That's the fucked up part. So it's it's a really simplistic logic that bases the, the you know the abortion thing, the whole immigration thing, and the whole 
prejudice itself is a really simplistic logic. You, you stay in the surface area of connecting one thing to the other. So you, you have a correlation, you know, like you see you're killing a baby, that's a bad thing. And they stay there. They, they stay there and they base all their argument, all their mor- morality on the fact that they don't want to kill a baby. No one wants to f- kill a fucking baby. No one wants to. No one, no one that is getting a, an abortion wants to kill a baby. And I don't think any man will ever understand what it means to actually get an abortion. They think it's something that you're going to wake up one day and be like, oh, shit, I'm pregnant. I'm going to get an abortion. Yay. And you're going to come out of it and buy flowers for yourself. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This was kind of fun, being pregnant and all. What an experience. <laughs> Get away from me because I'm kind of tired and these clothes aren't fashionable. Ugh, let me just go have an abortion. No, that's not what that's not what women are doing. We're not like that. And also, I, I love to say this. When I'm adv- advocating for pro-choice, I'm not forcing women to have abortions. Like, you can be pro-life for your own body. That's your choice. We're not. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. We also pee. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't notice. Sorry. <laughs> it was so loud and clear. This is who we are. Like, uh, as you can tell. Just, I need it. Okay. okay but let, let me just continue what I was saying, though. It's like, this is based on this whole false moralism, right? It's the simplistic logic because you connect one thing to the other and just figure that's it. The thing that is lacking and it's lacking on the whole understanding of immigration and all of that is you taking a step and think on real terms, okay? I think a lot of these people, they say that they're pro-lives, but they don't think of the fact that, you know, we all share common goals in life we all want to be happy we all want to have a family we all not specifically a family we all want to be loved we want to be cared for we want to have a decent living in, in a place that you know you don't need to struggle we all we all hope for that the thing is that we differentiate on the things that we've the means to get that end you know but the end is intrinsic to all human beings to want to be happy and to be able to flourish and be comfortable in the place that they are what is missing from these people is to understand in real terms what it is. Say the weight of the decision of getting an abortion is not as easy as they think that they are. It hurts. It hurts a lot. It hurts for you to go through that, but it's a decision that you make because you as a person, you have your own goals, you have your own life that you want to take care of and an unexpected pregnancy even if it's alive, you know, a baby, it's the best thing when you're ready for it. You shouldn't have to carry a baby if you don't want it. It's the thing why we want to put a life that we don't want to in the world. Because as you're saying, you need to take care of the kid. A kid, when in the younger ages specifically, they grow their attachment personality. So if you're not being well taken care of when you're a kid, you grow up to not trust the world and and just not have a fulfilled life. We all should have the right to have a good life, a fulfilled life, a life that you can work for, a life that you can have dreams, that you can achieve things. So I'm from Brazil and abortion in Brazil always has been illegal. And I've seen really closed up how that actually affects people. My mom is a nurse and she works in a clinic that it's one of the, it's, it's located in one of the poorest areas of the, the city that, I'm, that I live in. 
she treats girls that are 14 years old they're having their second child they treat girls that have three kids at the age of 18 people the kids that are bought they're pregnant at 12 years old you know those things happen much away from our bubble that we live here because these people they don't have information and they keep getting pregnant they have no option towards it and that just reinforces the cycle of poverty because these girls that, that are having kids when they're 16 years old, their mom is super young too because their mom had them when they're young too. And then they didn't have enough opportunities to even be educated in some ways to not let that happen. So it just it reinforces the cycle and it's just literally just putting people through shit so then this man in, sitting in, in golden chairs can feel good about themselves. We have to be pragmatic in the way that we see life. We have to not just look for moral arguments. We have to see real situation, what's happening. And that's the point we ha- that I think women are better at empathizing in that way because we have this power of putting ourselves in other people's shoes. And we can understand that even though you don't agree with their decision, you understand what they made. You understand why a family wants to leave their country to find a better place somewhere else even if it's illegal, you know, you understand what they're going through and you, you might not agree with the fact that they did something illegal, but you have to sympathize with them. You have to, to have this empathy and put yourself in the shoes. What would you do for your family? That's what the people are doing. They're doing anything they can to give a better life to their kids. You have to treat them with less some humanity. I can't even imagine what it is for you to be trapped in a place because you know even sometimes for kids not even knowing why you're there what what would these kids feel about their lives in the future what how are you going to see this time in life 20 40 years from now we're going to look back and we see the horrible things that have, have been done to people we forget sometimes that immigrants there are people i am a person you know how it feels to be a person you have to put yourself in other shoes and understand their motivations because their motivations are the same as yours the context is different because people have different privileges i bet that any of these people if if these people that are signing the abortion laws were a woman then expectedly got pregnant in a point in their lives that you would completely kill the the potential for them to achieve something they would get an abortion if they were born in a different country and they saw poverty all around them no opportunity says they had something in the united states to go for they would cross the border we all intrinsically have the same goals of, of and we find all the means to achieve it all the means to achieve it and we have to understand i i don't say that we just have to do all the illegal shit that makes us happy but we have to understand why people did it so we can treat them more humanely. We don't see as them as the scorn of humanity as immigrants nowadays is being seen as. Yeah, it's, it's so easy to sit in your comfortable, privileged lifestyle and judge people. That's so easy. We can all do it if we wanted to. But it's harder to be in those real people's shoes who are having real issues that we don't experience in our everyday life because okay i mean i don't know for everyone where everyone's from but at least in the united states it's a little bit safer than other countries especially countries who are at war at this moment it's much safer for us here to be like all these immigrants are just traveling and coming into our country and taking our jobs and you know taking advantage of our taxes and our welfare it's so easy to be on that high horse and be like 
oh, you're just stealing, doing all of this. But it's much harder to be those people who are fearing for their lives, who are fearing for their children or their brothers or their mother or their loved one's lives and who just want a place to be safe. And then to arrive at this safe place or this place that's, that's supposed to be safe and just become victims of hate and of xenophobia just because we don't experience the same issues they do. Everyone should take a deep breath and imagine ourselves in their situation. That's the key to being empathetic. Take a second and put yourself in that their situation. How would you react if your country was being bombed and every day one of your neighbors was dying? Wouldn't you be like, I think I need to get out of here? I think I need to get to a safe space? They decide to go on a boat that's not safe, that people die from the travel in the hopes to get into somewhere safer. Do you see the level of fear and commitment you have to do to put yourself in a dangerous situation in the hopes to get somewhere safe? How unsafe is your home? How unsafe is the place you're living that you need to get there? And with abortions, first of all, you can ban and make them illegal. You're not going to stop them from happening. Exactly. The only difference is it's just going to happen in an unsafe way. But that proof that people are willing to risk their lives so they can have an abortion shows how badly their situation is, that it is better for them to take a chance of life or death so they don't have that child. I think we need to take a step back and just actually like see the whole picture, not the end of, oh, she had an abortion. Oh, they just, they're illegal immigrants. Don't see mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. See their beginning. See the background of where they're coming from. The why is more important than the what. Yes, exactly. The means are more important than the end. They've always been. Yeah. You need to understand why people are doing this, what the risk they're willing to put themselves to do what they're doing right now, to, and then judge. Well, please don't judge, but like, (laughs) then you will understand and then you wouldn't judge because you'd be like, you know what? If it was me, I would have done the same thing. I understand. But since it's not them, it's really easy for them to be like, no, I wouldn't do it, you know. Although we talked about it today, uh, it's how we need to empathize more with people. We need to put ourselves in other people's shoes, understand their motivations, um, and treat them as humanely as possible. We need nowadays, with everything that is happening in the world, with so many people being ostracized and so many people that have purely hate being put towards them, I believe that the way that we can change the system is through the power that we have intrinsically as female of having this empathizing, have this putting in each other's shoes and just the delicate way that we deal with things. And don't confuse delicate with weak because we can be really strong and delicate at the same time. That's what is going to change because one man, the way that they think the practical beginning and end, not the middle part, it just goes like, you did some shit, I'm going to start a war. You did some shit, I'm back, fine. 
it's mm-hmm. just too quickly to, to, to judge. And that might have been beneficial in the Stone Age when we, we needed to, to survive, the men needed to hunt and be aggressive. And for the family to survive, the women had to be nurturing and be at home and take care of the kids. But with the advance and evolution of human beings, of our cultural mind, it's much more than our physical survival. We struggle for um, society that everyone f- feels like they can do things, feels like they can, that they have the opportunity to succeed in life and that they, they can share love with other people. And you're not judged for the person that you are because God bless if we all were able to express who we are, the world would be a much better place. So I believe that leaders of the new world that we want to build they're going to be girls when we all wake up to our power that we had within and that's something that personally i'm coming to be consciously i'm aware of it but it's harder to actually live through this power but i see in a lot of people i see in all of my friends i see how they're powerful and it's this power that doesn't come not based on i'm stronger than you i killed more people i have more money no it's this power that can inspire the people is this power that you are not going to be let down that's something that i hope we can inspire in other people here is for you to look for your true power and know that your voice can be heard and you are much more power than you think you are. You're much more power to say no, to step out of situation. You don't need to be. And that's what we're trying to do, right? We don't need to be oppressed the way that we are. For the longest time, we accept it. We are born into a world that they tell us that we're less and then we act like less, but we're not less don't believe that you're less than any other people that you own anyone anything and that's the whole point when we find this power when we we express it to the full extent the world will change and i believe 100 percent that the world can change and become a better place Uh, i absolutely agree with you once we women realize the power we have the impact we have everything is going to start to change we've been silenced for way too long that we forgot how powerful we were. The first awakening of women is when the men went to war and so they needed people to work so the economy could start going. So women started going to work and then they were like, wait, I can do the same job as a man and just give them the same or even better quality. That's when we start to revolt, to want to be able to go to job and not just be married and become a housewife, to vote and to have the same voices. That was our beginning. We were so powerful at that beginning because that's when we realized we're so powerful. And then throughout the years, we kind of became a little bit more quiet and comfortable with what we want. And now we're in this next wave. We're like, wait, we're not done with our revolution. There's still much more we need to get fixed. And once we as a collective start realizing, wait, we're powerful. We have voices. We can be heard. We need to be heard, we will change the world. I'm so excited for that day yeah. to come. We, and the only way to do it is all together. We have to support each other. We have to believe yeah. in each other and not pick fights that are not worth it. And Support each other and talk to each other. Or if you're like a woman who's lived in her small town the entire life, talking to other people, get to know their situations. We are in a new wave of social media where we can get stories from 
different parts of the world, which we never knew about. Read more about these. They will show you how the world really is. And then once you kind of start understanding that there's more than what we see, more than what we understand and what we know, then you become more empathetic because you can understand what another person goes through. And that's what's going to unify us is just the fact that we're able to know what makes the other person them. It's hard to imagine what someone miles away from you is going through when you have no communications with them. And that's why Twitter, Instagram, and even Facebook is such a great thing is because you can get to interact with these people you would never be able to when social media wasn't a thing. And now we have it and we should use it to its full potential to start learning about other people's struggle so we can realize, okay, what I've been thinking, what I've known is not entirely true. There's other reasons do these things. There's other reasons why people have abortions than what I think is that they don't want the child. Or there's other reasons why people are illegally immigrating to this country instead of just they want to steal my job. There's much more to a person than what we see. And the only way we can get to know this is by talking to them. Yep. So I think that's it for now. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you for doing this with me, Sabrina. I love you. Thank you for doing this with me, Georgie. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I hope you will follow on through with our next episode. And join us in a conversation about these issues we're going to bring up and talk about. Yeah, Whoever you are, whatever you think, we have our opinions. They're not set in stone. We're all learning. So we're open to the conversation. All All that we want to do is to talk. So I hope you join us in our conversations and don't be afraid of the rejection or any negativity. Use them as your strength to build yourself up and open a conversation. Start talking to people and getting to know them. You'll find that there's so many wonderful people out there. You just need to say hi. Yep. And that's us saying hi here. Oh, goodbye. Don't you know, don't you know We are gonna rule the world Don't you know, don't you know We're gonna put it together We're gonna put it together